Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. The following is a production of Dirty Mo Media. Back again with another full edition of Speed Street, presented by Dirty Mo Media. As always, Joey Molinaro, Connor Daly, Ben Walton here with you. It is the offseason in IndyCar, but really what we've been saying all along is our show is just ramp up even more once the offseason is here. Another stacked one for me. Have a fun, fun, full conversation with Tom Blomquist, the newcomer in 2024, one of the newcomers in 2024, to the IndyCar series. He stops by, uh, talks about that, what he's looking forward to being a uh, full-time IndyCar. Uh, just a, a, a great conversation all in all. So you got to talk to uh, T-Blom, uh, I believe is what people call him on Twitter. Or, or just Blom. a new quist. We got Rosenquist and Blomquist. Blomquist, yes. Yeah. Yes, the, the quest with quists. Yep. Uh, so Tom's on the show today. Uh, really enjoyed that conversation as well. We got podiums. We got some double birds, willpower double birds going on. Um, but of course, can't start anywhere without uh, Connor Daly. What's up, bro? We got we got a lot going on in the IndyCar world right now. Yes, we have a new lawsuit to discuss. <laughs> a, new, a new team lawsuit, team driver lawsuit. <laughs> it's a great day for IndyCar drama. Uh, I don't, I don't ever remember this type of stuff when I was growing up. But boy, as a fan, because I am currently a race fan, very highly unemployed, uh, so I am just enjoying. I'm soaking this all in. Uh, we got to get right into it. It's it's big news. I'm actually very glad that we we recorded a little bit later today uh, yeah. because this is a big deal, right? It's a big deal. Uh, Roman Grosjean, friend of the show, um, is in some sort of I don't know what arbitration means, um, but I will I will read the statement that he put out today, uh, and it's it's it's. It's interesting, complimentary, but also there's something going on here. So uh, this is a limited statement of uh, Romain Grosjean, Romain Grosjean, regarding arbitration. October 4th, 2023, I enjoyed working with the IndyCar team at Andretti Autosport and I'm proud of the successes we shared through two seasons. I am thankful for the many friendships and developed at the highest level of American open wheel racing. I had expected to continue racing with the fine people of Andretti Autosport in the coming years. I am disappointed that is not being fulfilled and wish Andretti team members well. 
I am pursuing other options to continue my IndyCar career in pursuit of excellence. I have commenced an arbitration proceeding in Indiana against Andretti Autosport seeking to protect my rights. I am represented by John Malley and Mark Owens of Barnes and Thornburg, LLP. Respectfully, Roman Grosjean. I don't know what arbitration means, so I I gave it to our producer, Ben, which is, this does seem like a producer thing. Sorry, Ben. Um, but Ben, I would like you to read us the definition of arbitration because I, I am not a lawyer. So please continue. Yeah, absolutely. So this is according to the American Bar Association. So we thank you uh, for their support on this podcast. <laughs> um, according to them, arbitration is a private process where disputing parties agree that one or several individuals can make a decision about a dispute after receiving evidence and hearing arguments. And arbitration is different from mediation because the neutral arbitrator has the authority to make a decision with that, about the dispute. I have no idea what that means. So, so is someone getting sued? I don't know. So <laughs> it's kind of like they're they're going so there's to court. A, there's a disagreement amicably. about an agreement. Correct. So they're they're going to court amicably and they're like, okay, let's try to figure this out amongst ourselves with like a like legal person there in the background yeah. and then okay. the neutral arbitrator um can make a decision and they can take it or leave it. So they're basically just getting like a third opinion. Interesting. And if they and, don't like it, then they'll take it to like bigger court. I uh, think. Okay. Yeah. And and it looks seeking to protect my rights. So I I don't know exactly what that means, but I know that uh it's a shame to see that. I mean, you could tell there was definitely some headbutting going on towards the end of the year. I mean, that you'd be blind if you if you know you weren't seeing that. I mean, it's mm. it's it's obvious, but I mean that's it, that, why? I mean, fascinating. Here's what I'm assuming is going down in this situation. Like you mentioned, the headbutting that was going on, the dream that this season was going down the toilet for Roman Grosjean and Andretti in the 28 car uh, led to what seems like uh, maybe an early release of the contract. Yes. Right. With that early release of the contract, I'm sure that along with the contract ends, maybe, I'm not sure, I'm assuming, this is why it's going to arbitration, mm. that it has something in there about uh, uh, non-compete or some situation of that, hey, you cannot, uh, at least in, in, in my comedic entertainment um, contracts that I get, Connor, I'm sure you, I know you could fill us in better on, on the yes. driver contracts ins and outs, but at least for me, it's a, hey, if you do a deal with this brand, you are not able to do a deal with someone who is of certain types of services for X number of days, blah, blah, blah. Now, yes. I've been lucky enough to where all my deals have fully gone through and I haven't had to worry about having to ax one of those deals and then sitting there saying, well, now I can't go get another deal with somebody else in that space. But it seems like that's got to be the case, right? Like Andretti said, "Hey, we had you for this long. We're we're let we're we're changing direction." But in Roman's mind, he's saying, "Well, it's not necessarily cause for change or termination, if you will." And now yes. I don't sign a deal with somebody else, so I feel like that's that's where we're at. Yes, I, I think. And there's also, you know, I don't know how these deals work. Every driver's contract really is kind of different, but. Um, there might be a situation where 
you know, I don't, I don't know if I should really say that. I mean, it's not bad, but like when I drove for Andretti Autosport, right? And that was an incredible experience. But I think, you know, when you move on to somewhere else, they're very protective of their property, right? Whether that's sponsorship, uh, information. Um, so you obviously can't just leave Andretti Autosport and be like, well, here's all their setup sheets or like, here's, uh, sure. you know, I'd like to bring some of their sponsors with me. Right. Because the air force deal was a little bit different like that, that in, in those contracts, you know, we were able to move the air force to Ed Carpenter racing, like, because that was a deal that was really, you know, through me. And that was like a relationship that I had. And, and so that was something that like, Hey, you know what? It, it was a situation where we got, a, we were able to get a lot more out of the budget, uh, in a different situation. So that was that, but you know, I had some small relationships with some of the partners at Andretti Autosport. Um, but there was a, a legal document there that I was like, okay, hey, you know what? I know that I am not, and they were like, hey, Connor, like, by the way, there's this. And uh, and I was like, hey, that's totally fine. I had a great, I had a very enjoyable experience with Andretti Autosport. This is business. You can't take partners that they've got with you, which is like, hey, totally fine. But maybe there's something there where he's like, hey, you know, you saw some of Grosjean's partners maybe on the car. I don't know. He's obviously got to find, if he wants to continue IndyCar racing, maybe he's going to need some sponsorship at some new team that he goes to, whether that's the old coin racing or whatever's left. Um, right. So there's always, racing is a very, it's a sticky business at times. Very sticky. We've obviously seen, you know, this week we saw the the damages that McLaren is requesting Alex Pelot to pay is like $23 million. Let me tell you something, folks. <laughs> no IndyCar driver is making $23 million. So uh, yep. no IndyCar driver is making over $10 million. I can promise you that. So it's uh, so that's a wild deal. Um, but, but you know, you hate to see it because, I, I you know, the folks at Andretti Autosport, they've got so much great things going for them right now. You know, Gamebridge, Dan Towers, Michael Andretti, you know, J.F. Foreman, all those people I have a tremendous amount of respect for, uh, you know, having – having the chance to drive for Andretti Autosport was, I think, one of the most special times in my career, uh, you know, having a great Indy 500 run with them. Um, but also, I wouldn't want to go up against them in any lawsuit either. Like, if you're talking Zach Brown or Andretti Autosport to be in lawsuits with, no thanks. Those are some powerhouses right there. And I do not want to be, uh, you know, crossing swords with those guys, that's for sure. So, uh, pretty wild move, um, you know, But but and you hate to see it, but from the fans' perspective, you're just like, man, this is, it's it, it's wild to see this. I, I mean, for me, it's like, I'm like, man, some drama, crazy yeah. drama. Yeah, reality TV type stuff. And yeah, ho hope they, uh, you know, hope everybody is lawyered up and has got some good ones because uh, you never know who's going to be slapping you with some arbitration or some lawsuits going down now in the IndyCar paddock. Yeah, I mean, it's, Sometimes. you know, you, you hate to see it go there, but obviously this is a, you know, this is a selfish game. This is a, a sport that's brutal in many, many ways that often the fans don't see. Um, but now you're seeing it. I mean, you're seeing it right out in front of you. So uh, we hope this gets resolved peacefully. Obviously, we hope it all, uh, everyone's good. Uh, we're big fans of uh, of both of both parties. Um, and uh, and honestly, you know, to, to go to continue on the Andretti Autosport train or Andretti Global, whatever it is now, uh, I mean, they got approved to be an F1 team by the FIA. Uh, I mean, that's uh, huge. Th this time. is a big, big deal for American motorsport, for motorsport in general. Um, 
there obviously is another step for those who have been kind of paying attention or who might not have paid attention. You know, Andretti Global, Andretti Autosport as a as a whole have been approved by the FIA to basically become an F1 team. And I saw a tweet uh, earlier today as well that you know the the they're they're not messing around. You know, they, they've had some people already working on uh, you know stuff in England uh, in the UK. Uh, you know, for for this F1 team, you know, should they get all the approvals? So, you know, Andretti's not messing around. I love to see it. It's a huge step forward for for us, for our series, for uh, for not only IndyCar but F1 and and everything in general in American motorsport. I think that's 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 fantastic. So, big deal, big stuff going on for Andretti Autosport, and huge for all their partners as well that are involved. For sure. Now, does that at this particular moment October of 2023 obviously there's some more steps that need to be had before they you know fill the car or cars and get it out there on the grid for Formula One but with that being said it's always fun to speculate Connor does that mean that <laughs> looking like or leaning towards you know we Kyle Kirkwood just signed an extension with Andretti is Kyle Kirkwood gonna go in and be the American hero for Andretti Global uh representing us in Formula One would it still be Colton Herta what do you think? I mean, sign me up for a Colton Herta Kyle Kirkwood oh. F1 team. I mean, that is America's next hopes right there. I I, I love that idea. Uh, I don't think it's gonna happen, but I mean, I, I see there. I see our drivers, some American drivers, as definitely having the ability to do it. Um, I I think that Kyle Kirkwood right now is one of the most promising young drivers that is in the field. Um, and I think Colton Herta, without a doubt, has the ability to do it as well. The raw speed that he possesses is outstanding. Um, and you know, why not start speculating about drivers? I mean, there's still a lot of, I mean, there are, there are discussions and, you know, things that need to still happen, you know, in the hundreds of millions of dollars worth of deals. Um, so again, we don't know how that's going to progress, but, uh, but I certainly know I would love to see it. I, I I think it's a it's a it's a team that you can get behind that we we are very familiar with. Um, unlike Haas, where I just I I I can't understand. I, I cannot I cannot see that as an American team at all. Uh, with the amount of terrible things that 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 group have said about American drivers, it's almost it's offensive that they have an American flag anywhere on that car. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's th- this would be it. This would be a, a group that I would get behind for sure. Um. And, you know, knowing a lot of the folks that are involved with it, you know, Dan Towers with Gamebridge, you know, he's been a supporter of mine in the past, and I'm very, very thankful for that. They're very incredible people. They had an amazing wedding that me and my family went to, uh, him and Cassidy, his wife. Uh, I-, I would be super pumped for them. So this is all positive, and I hope that it keeps going the right way. And I hope that, you know, America gets the respect that it deserves, and it's like, hey, Andretti, Cadillac, boom, here we go. Another Formula One team. Why not have 22 cars instead of 20? Because 20 is not that many. <laughs> no. Yeah, and then selfishly for me, I'd have an actual reason to want to not just be a jagoff when it comes to Formula One as well because we have those ties. <laughs> and we have direct connection to Andretti and that team and that whole organization. And especially if they put some of those fine young friends of the show, American drivers, into the seats, then that'd be even better. Um when you said there's there's obviously there's hundred million dollars out there there's 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 timelines that have to be crossed and and I's and T's have to be crossed and dotted and everything. But what's the right now? What's the realistic uh, year 
or or, or timeline for for Sinian and Dreddy, uh be a part of of Formula One uh, in terms of actually racing cars. Yeah, I, I actually don't know. I don't know the timeline. I know you know what what everything you know everything that's being discussed is essentially, you know, right now it's so profitable to be a Formula One team, and the revenue that these Formula One teams are generating. Well, they don't want to share that with anyone else now, right? Like back in the day, they were begging new teams to come in. I remember when HRT and Manor Motorsports or Marussia, whatever it was, you know, they were begging those guys to come in and Formula One teams were worth nowhere near what they are now. And that's the that's the hurdle that still needs to be, you know, jumped over, right? If there's if there's TV revenue, prize money revenue, you know, instead of dividing that by, you know, 10 ways, you got to divide it 11 ways, right? So that takes away essentially several lots of millions per team in what they could earn. Um, and so therefore, you know, is, is that something that is that something that the Andretti group has to pay? Like people were saying that they might have to pay six hundred million dollars to get in, uh, which then helps cover the offset of funds for at least I believe it. it's got to be one year for the other teams. Um, but but again, I don't see how this doesn't create more revenue for the sport in general. Uh, I, I think it's it would be very short-sighted for F1 teams to be like, nah, it's an it's only us club. Because what if what if three years down the road you don't see as much much success with the sport and you're you know you're begging for more cars to be there and more competition and more uh, you know more sponsorship partnerships in in the series. Um, so I, I think. It, it, it seems silly to me. Now, again, I'm not someone who manages a billion-dollar sport, so I have no idea. But it seems silly to not want another team with such a historic name, with such an incredible pedigree in the in the in the in the game. Um, so yeah, it, it, it's going to be a money. It's going to be a money thing. It's not about competition. It's not about having extra cars on the grid. It's purely about hey, if we if there's another team, we get less money. And guess who loves money? Well, everyone. So. Uh, all those teams are very, very possessive over their cash flow, and uh, and they're going to want to make sure that they, uh, you know, retain their uh, value and 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 worth in general. No doubt, yeah. So definitely something to keep an eye on. Something that's very exciting, though, uh, that really has ripple effects throughout uh, a ton of motorsports. Um, oh yeah, global uh, getting the approval there to uh, hopefully sooner than later. Uh, have cars on the grid for Formula One. Yeah, let's uh, aim for 2025. Why not? Like, let's just shoot yeah. for that one. Like, let's just get it all done over this winter. Maybe, you know, a Christmas gift to all of American Motorsports fans is Andretti F1. Boom. Lock it in, and we get ready through next year, and we go, you know, 2025, we're all going to have Andretti hats on at the F1 races. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Sounds like a plan. Sounds like a plan to me. <laughs> uh, we'll be uh, repping our our Connor Daly hats this weekend um, because you oh, are boy. to the roll. Yes, yeah, we um, yeah, we're we're gonna try to go Xfinity racing one more time. Uh, need a little bit of redemption after the uh, after the Indy road course 
um, debacle that happened in the rain there. Um, but yeah, I got, I got a call last week, um, last Friday or Thursday, just before I went to, uh, Columbia for Alex Rossi's bachelor party, which is a whole other story. Um, but, uh, yeah, Joey Gase, uh, who obviously been a, a name in the NASCAR industry a long time, uh, Emerling Gase Motorsports, um, you know, he called me up and said, Hey, we need a guy, uh, for the Roval. Uh, and, and, uh, you know, I appreciate that opportunity for sure. Really cool to just get back in. Obviously it's, you know, it, it is a lower tier, uh, team, you know, they're very, very familiar with that operation. Uh, you know, they, they are the smaller budget, you know, smaller situation. Uh, that's just the reality of it. You know, we're, we're going to, we're going to fight to get in the race. You know, there's 42 cars that make 38 spots. Uh, but there are several cars that obviously make it on point. So realistically, we got to be, you know, I think it's in the top 33 on time in qualifying um, uh, or like four cars who aren't in the points don't finish in the top 33 or something as well. So there's several different ways we can make the race. Uh, obviously, you know, if it's dry, I do think I've got a pretty good chance at it. Uh, I know that track in a stock car because I obviously did the truck race or the, the cup race there last year. Uh, and it's a fun track. So, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. We, we want to, we want to make the race. Uh, I think we will. Uh, and you know, they're just, they're giving me a chance to do it, which is awesome. And, and I think there's, you know, there's obviously always going to be, you know, potential risk, but, uh, but I'm excited to just go racing again. I've been running around with a chicken, like, like a chicken with my head cut off here recently. Cause I just want to do stuff. Uh, and I want to get, you know, I want to be busy. Uh, and so, yeah, we finally get to go racing again. So it'll be fun. We'll be in the 53 car. Uh, we do have a sponsor for it now, I believe. I, I, I Well, we announced that we didn't have this yet, but uh, it's uh, it's a very NASCAR-looking car, I will say. Our sponsor is the National Fire Protection Association. So uh, fpw.org is on the side of our car along with V-Brick. Uh, it's, actually, it's actually a great-looking car. I got to get uh, this car as a die cast if we make the race. Uh, because it is tremendous. So look for that when it does come out. <laughs> well, that's fantastic, man. Uh, congrats. I, I, the Roble is, um, God, it's fine. I went there two years ago. Uh, Riley, my wife, and I were able to go for uh, both Xfinity and for Cup. Oh, and nice. What, what a, what a, what yeah. a, what a track. What a scene, Ben. I know that's your backyard. Uh, out there, Ben, you'll Sh- be there, right? Oh, I will be there. Yes. Yep. There, there's nothing like having the combination of. Saturday, you got college football on, uh, you got Xfinity going on, and then, you know, Saturday night, you do your thing, you watch some college football. The next morning, you're like, well, we're going to go watch some more NASCAR. Then later that night, we're going to watch Sunday night football. Hopefully, it's like Cole Swindell's bus. One of the best nights of my life. It was amazing. There you but, go. Uh, Ro- Robles always a great time, man. Yeah, so <laughs> it's, it's fantastic. Good. And me me and Real. my buddy, Sage Karam, who was uh, – also with me at the bachelor party in Columbia over the weekend, we were doing, you know, getting our minds right, doing some physical training out there in the streets of Columbia. Uh, but he's also going to be trying to make the race. We're kind of in similar cars. Like he's with a, a smaller, lower budget team as well. So uh, it'll be fun to try to both, you know, both of us make the race after, uh, uh, you know, the the weekend that we had together. So yeah, Columbia, interesting how, how, place. How, how, yeah, how was that? How was old Alexander Rossi's bachelor party? Well, you know, it was a time. Uh, I would say Columbia is a place that I have never been to. What an interesting uh, choice for a bachelor Car- destination. Yeah, Cartagena. Um, I I don't know why it was chosen. Um, 
But yeah, just just a, a, an interesting place. I will say uh, some great food. There are some great food. Uh, I will say that the uh, most interesting thing and maybe the most annoying thing ever was um, every time you'd walk outside where you're staying or walking down the streets to try to go to the other place, you'd have someone offering to sell you either a hat, sunglasses, or bracelets every 10 to 15 seconds. Uh, and that was a wild scene. Just a different different world. I had never been there, obviously. Totally respect that culture down there. Uh, but boy, I tell you what, by the end of the weekend, uh, if 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 uh, if we got offered to buy another hat, I and I'm a hat guy too, but uh, it was it, it was just something where it, it's cool to go to other places and experience different cultures. And it, I would I will also say it was hot. It was hotter than the surface of the sun down there. I have never sweat more in my life. Um, yeah. But some beautiful places, uh, some interesting uh, things to do. Um, but uh, but yeah, oh, great food. Huh? I was in nightlife. Interesting. Uh, good times. We've had some good times. Um, and uh, and we will leave it at that. Everyone seemed happy. Uh, no one went to jail and no one died. So that was uh, that was also very good. So big boxes to check. I just didn't know. Big like, boxes to check, yeah. No, I didn't know like comparable to, you know, America. You know, American nightlife. We're all fairly accustomed to that. And so <laughs> we know it's still the same kind of. You know, you have your your booths, maybe some bottle service. Oh yeah, yeah, plenty of bottle service. Yep, definitely that. Nice. Um, but good. yeah, man, good time. Um, and uh, I bought back some uh, some chips as well. Here, I got these chips right here. Oh. Uh, Sage Karam ate uh, about eight or nine bags of these one day. He really enjoyed the uh, the margarita chips, the margarita lim- lemon chips, the limon margarita chips. Uh, gotta give a shout out to the lemon margarita chips because Sage Caramelers are his favorite chips of all time. If you see him this weekend at the Roval, just remind him about the margarita lemon chips, and uh, that's all you need to say. Ah, Those do look we are tasty. gonna have a Speed Street sticker on the car, I believe, this weekend as well. I'm bringing Yo. them with me. I gave away a bunch of them today at an appearance as well. Um, but uh, yeah, we we are gonna have a sticker, I believe, on the car. I'm gonna try to throw it on there. Love that. Um, <laughs> you you want to get into some weekend podium? Yeah, I do. I do. I also want to mention really quick before we get there, uh, I had this in my notes. Um, Pato Award is doing a lot for IndyCar. Uh, just before we get to our podium, I could have put him on my podium, uh, but I didn't. Uh, but I just want to respect him for just going out to this the fight in Las Vegas. There was a fight over the weekend, big fight out of Canelo, I think, who people think I look like. Um, but he's just front row at the big fight uh, with Martin Garrix. Uh, Pato is just is doing the most, and that is good for our sport. Uh, it is good for everyone involved in IndyCar, uh, and good for him. You know what I mean? He's he's got the money, he's got the looks, he's got the situation, he's got the success. He's a good driver. That is exactly how you should do it. I think I've seen every single every single IndyCar Instagram post is about either Pato. Or uh, or a Penske driver, but they're the most successful guys. So you know what you gotta you gotta do it. Um, so I I I I love it. Good for it, Pato, for living life the right way and uh, and getting IndyCar exposure. Yeah, dude, Pato gets it. He definitely he does. gets it. <laughs> trying, to, trying to bring that uh, that lifestyle, that that fame, that star power. We need to be well, looked at up. like that. Like we need to have more drivers that are like, boom. All right, we're just 
hanging out with some of the most famous DJs in the world, doing cool sh- stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. just what you got to do. Uh, New Garden, too. Shout out to him. He, the Titans game. Yeah, we did whatever the Titans. Every NFL team has some stupid shit that you do now before. Like, it's <laughs> totally ridiculous. Yeah. But the fact that he got to do it was cool. Uh, he stabbed the Titan sword into the, I don't even know what, but he was the guy before the game and they, you know, shouted him out, Indy 500 winner and everything. So got Indy Carl over the place. That was a big deal. Thought that was cool. Um, Thank God. Weekend podium. <laughs> let's, uh, uh, let you start us off there. All um, right. Yeah. Let's get into the weekend podium. Uh, QR theme music that doesn't exist. Podium for me, uh, so P3 on the podium, and, and we didn't really talk about this much yet, but uh, Parker Klingerman put up a video on the internet of uh, Ryan Blaney's onboard from the Talladega race, like basically like the last five laps. Uh, and Talladega spotters uh, are P3 on my uh, list of, of things for the weekend. I watched that video six times. Uh, I, I love the communication, and obviously we have a podcast on the uh, Dirty Mo Media Network, DPC. Uh, uh, that are very talented spotters, but I I enjoyed so much listening to that communication. Uh, I actually it like made my like it, it gave me goosebumps like listening in to the communication about where where the cars are, what everyone's doing, and then Ryan Blaney winning the race like by a hair. And I I just I really enjoyed that. I think it's 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 something that I wish more of those video clips were put out. Just more of like five ten minute clips. I don't care whatever it is. Just let me listen in um, because it was a it was a very, very exciting video. And I, I enjoyed watching the end of that race. We all watched it at the airport on the way back from Columbia. Um, and, uh, you know, great finish to the race. Thought our boy Corey LaJoy was going to get it there at the end. Uh, very, very close, top five. Um, but, yeah, good for Ryan Blaney, a uh, friend of mine, after literally running with him most of my Daytona 500 experience this year. <laughs> Like Ryan Blaney, yeah, good dude, good, big Star Wars fan. So big uh, Star Wars guy, always, always a um, good to go with a big Star Wars fan in my book. Uh, three for me on my podium, I'm going with uh, Keith, the Uber driver. Uh, this <laughs> man, yeah, this man was uh, uh, an Uber driver that I had Saturday morning. So on a flight Saturday morning in Norman, Oklahoma, well, it was Oklahoma City's airport essentially. So okay, see great go kart track in Norman, Oklahoma. Oh, nice. no big deal. I yeah, I didn't yep. see that one, but I can yep. imagine. Um, yeah, so I was down there doing my thing with Fox. I had a five a.m. flight from OKC to Dallas back to Indy because I had a, an event that I had to be at on Saturday afternoon. Anyways, I scheduled the Uber the night before for like three forty-five uh, to be picked up, right? <laughs> and so it's like. 3.40, I'm getting out of the shower, right? It's early as shit, obviously. So I'm like, I'm dragging a little bit, but like, I just have to stuff all my stuff into my, my briefcase and go. And, you know, they text me already, Uber does. So they're like, your driver has arrived. They will wait for you. And I was like, perfect. You know, I'm about right on time. Glad they're going to wait. As I'm getting off the elevator with all my stuff, I get a text. Unfortunately, your Uber driver had to cancel. It's oh. like 3.48. I'm like, <laughs> So now, you know, you're in, I'm in more Oklahoma. They don't just readily have Ubers available no. like like downtown Indianapolis there. It's already almost 4 a.m. My flight board's at 4.30. I'm like, well, this is ridiculous. So luckily, Keith, I oh, I booked another one. This guy's named Keith. I texted him on the side. I was like, hey, man, um, 
I got to fly to 5 a.m. My original ride that I scheduled last night canceled on me like two minutes ago. So we might have to like punch it. And he just said, got you. And then <laughs> he came him and he got me. And the dude was pushing it through yellow lights. He was putting the, you know, you could tell that he was making it happen. Ball fine. Made my flight. Made my flight. So number three podium this week, Keith, the Uber driver. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Ben, Good. what about you? Is arbitration uh, your P3? <laughs> no, um, just don't ask me to spell it because it might take yeah, me yeah. a second. But I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't want to do that either. <laughs> um, uh, speaking of Talladega, based off of your point, um, I enjoyed Chase Briscoe and Ryan Priest's Talladega Nights uh, deals that were going on uh, tremendous for like a week or two, and throughout the weekend, their dedication was awesome. The sponsors interaction was great. So they did. Ryan got up front, and led some laps, so that was cool to see. Loved all the TikToks. Well, Stuart Haas cars certain... were fast. Like, yeah, they, they were, were really good. fast. Everybody was good. Elmer on the pole. They sit up front. Kevin could have won. So um, that was fun to see. It was fun to have them all like seem like they're having a good time. Dude, it was the commitment to it. I mean, Chase Briscoe with the mustache, like the the magic man at driver intros. Astounding. That like, but that that's great. what you got to do. I mean, mm. I bet Old Spice and Wonder Bread are through the roof with what they got out of that. Because that, for me... I thought that was fantastic. So the cars looked great. The drivers killed it. Uh, and Chase being obviously a good friend of the program, uh, that, that was just so cool. I, I, I love that. I thought it was fantastic. <laughs> Man. All right. Well, uh, P2 for me. P2 for me, and I mentioned this a little bit, Colombian meets. Uh, the night one, uh, and, and I've only recently, if people, people knew me for a while as a vegan, Pat McAfee made fun of me when I was a vegan, uh, for a little while, uh, way back in 2000, end of 2017. Um, but I just wanted to try it. Uh, and then I was, I was not, I've not been vegan for a very long time, but I've, I've stuck to the pescatarian route. Uh, but then recently, uh, like during the summer, obviously life changed a lot. So I said, you know what? I'm going to change up my diet too. I'm just going to go back to being able to eat, uh, you know, I'm going to go back to eat meats too. So night one in Columbia, we had this dinner that might've been one of the most incredible dinners that I've ever had in my life. Uh, no idea what the place was called. Um, but we had this, uh, this, this, this like steak, uh, that was seasoned and prepared in this unbelievable way. And my gosh, that was one of the best meals I've ever had in my life, I think. Um, so yeah, credit to them, uh, for, uh, having a strong meat game. Strong meat game down in Colombia. Was it a place called Fogo de Chao? It was not Fogo de Chao. That is Brazilian. Brazilian steakhouse. But uh, definitely a little bit different than Fogo de Chao. <laughs> yeah. Good. Good. Yeah. That, was the most, uh, that was the most American thing you could have said right there. <laughs> I was just testing it to see if oh, yeah. uh, I would love to get my mouth on some Colombian meats. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Number two for me, uh, my second place, the podium. Just how about the month of October? Uh, we're officially yep. in it. I think uh, pound for pound, dollar for dollar, it's the best month out of the year. You got all the sports you could possibly want. So many activities to do, whether it be with the lady, whether it be with the boys, whether it be with them combined. Apple orchards, pumpkin patches, Halloween parties, booze everywhere, candy, uh, yeah, Halloween movies and all that shit. Uh, it's just awesome, man. You got day playoff baseball. You got football everywhere. Can be in October. So second place, 
this weekend. Goes into October because we're officially in it. Love and it's it. probably the last month or time frame that you're not going to get too many Christmas ads or anything <laughs> like that. Sometimes uh, for uh, Halloween, we're, we're, it'll get close, but at least like the, the first part, you can at least enjoy the non-Christmas stuff. Brother, I tracked my first Christmas commercial last year on October 4th. It's October nice. 4th. Oh, Here no. we go. Oh, no. You, if you go to I'm Home ready. Depot or Target or anything at Walmart, all Christmas, I got it all out already. Well, then I'm throwing away my point then. <laughs> I have already No, but I hear purchased... you. I hear you. Yeah, like, yeah. It's, 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 the it's theoretically focus. it should be. Yeah. It's not the focus <laughs> yes. for everybody that it is by the time you get to November 1. Because November right. 1 is over. Boom. Right. I have um, already purchased my Halloween costume as well, by the way. I, I am I am fully locked in. Is it a secret? Uh, is it a couple's costume? Are we going the inflatable no, it's not a couple's again? costume. I, I, I'm going to save it. I'm going to save it for a Halloween okay. episode. I'm going to save it. But, okay. I, but it has been purchased, and I am excited about it. Okay. Ben, P2. Uh, P2 for me. Um, we're giving another Minnesota sports update. This is the official Minnesota sports, <laughs> Minnesota sports <laughs> update. Um, Kirk we got, Cousins we loves got, his pick sixes, huh? He loves his pick sixes, <laughs> but we got the win. Um, so that's good. Think about the links. That's interesting. Uh, I mean, they're they're they speak for themselves. The multi multi champions. <laughs> <Yeah>. Um, <laughs> and uh, the Twins won their first playoff game since 2004 when I was three years old. So yeah. we we're celebrating. They got, uh-huh. I think game two's tonight against the Blue Jays. So uh, shout out them. And uh, we're on the we're on the train. That's baseball on the wagon. I'm not a baseball yeah. guy, but good for them. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's I am a huge baseball guy, so I'll I'll fill you in. There, there's there's not a lot like playoff baseball, especially when it's your team, and especially when your team goes on a little bit of a run. Like it, you really get swept up in the magic, and oh, yeah. the aura, and like the the you know the fall classic of it. it it, I'm very happy for you, Ben. That's something to really revel in. That that's Thank great. You. We don't get yeah. much. Usually, it's a first round loss to the Yankees about every year, and they're not even yeah. in the playoffs. So we're I, we're enjoying some some playoff ball in the old soda. That's good. I love that. Hey, good for you. Good for sports. Thank you. Thank you. Um, all right. So P one for me. Rounding it out here. Uh, this one might be a little bit out of left field. Um, but uh, P one for me. This is something I've been doing a lot lately. And uh, it, it also might indicate where we're at in the off season um, because I am bored. And, uh, you know, is 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 it maybe risky doing this NASCAR race this weekend in, in a situation where we don't know what the outcome might be? Yes, but it gets me off the couch. Uh, it gets me out of my, uh, you know, work towards figuring out what's going to happen next year, which, again, is looking good. I think we're looking positive for next year. I don't know where it's going to be. Might be an interesting schedule. But Pokemon card opening videos on YouTube are my number one. <laughs> uh, I have, I basically, if there's something on my television all day long, it's people opening Pokemon card packs. Uh, I love Pokemon. It's my childhood. I have a big collection myself. Uh, I wish I saved everything that I opened when I was a youth because we were opening Pokemon cards like it was going out of style. Uh, and now they're worth like just you could buy houses with the Pokemon card openings that you that their people are doing right now. Um, yep. But uh, shout out to the folks. There's even a guy on YouTube uh, who's in Indiana. Uh, Real Breaking Nate is his name. We've become we've we've interacted now on the internet. He's got like 1.6 million YouTube subscribers. But guess what? I'm watching him open Pokemon cards all day long. Uh, there's another guy who recently followed me on Instagram, which I felt really good about. Uh, Pokey Rev is his name. Big fan of that guy opening cool stuff. So again, 
big nerd explanation here that you, you all just got. Uh, shout out to the folks that obviously you saw my Pokemon racing helmets. Everyone knows that and my Pokemon shoes. You know what's going on. But uh, I will just enjoy the heck out of some dudes or chicks or whoever it is opening Pokemon cards because I wish I could do it too. So there you go. No, it's huge, man. And, and <laughs> I, I hear you on that. I think we talked about it probably like when we started doing the show because I was right off of it. But like even even uh, like sports card oh, yeah. on, online, I, I, I went into that big for a while. It's addicting It's a to dark watch. hole. It, it's so easy to watch. And it's interesting to see who they get, who they don't, who they want, yeah. how much one to be worth. I feel you, absolutely. So no no shame there, man. YouTube videos like that are uh, the way of the world now. I'm locked um, in all day long. <laughs> he won for he won for me. I don't even know if I talked about it on this show yet. Um, but uh, I, I have a son and uh, I am uh, expecting a uh, daughter uh, here soon. Um, February, my wife is pregnant again. Um, so she's due in February uh, with our little girl. Love uh, that. Um, so so uh, P1 for me today goes to my daughter, uh, which is wild to say. But um, <laughs> yeah, we had, a 20, we had a 20 week checkup and mom is all healthy. And we got to do the 3D visual look at a uh, little girl and um, <laughs> and she's she's measuring great and, and is all healthy and has all of her, uh, you know, fingers and toes and, and, and everything like that. Um, Love that. So, uh, P1 goes to my little girl. So very excited about that. Hey, congrats. We love to hear that stuff. That's uh, the Speed Street family. <laughs> yes. The neighborhood's growing. Well, the neighborhood's yeah. growing. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. All right, Ben, um, finish it up. So this got leaked probably maybe like a few days ago. I don't really remember the timeline, but the NASCAR schedule literally just came out as we were recording, and they did confirm that Iowa is back on yes. NASCAR schedule, which is awesome. I meant I to mention thought, that too during the show, so good job. <laughs> thank you. Uh, um, I, I always liked, I thought Xfinity always put on a pretty good Iowa race, and I um, appreciate when they do Midwest races, so I'm looking forward to that. It'll be my P1. Maybe I'll go to it uh, next year. I think it's in June, something like that. Yeah. I... Nice. Yeah, I would lo- I would love to do the Xfinity race there. Like I I would I would somehow figure out. I don't know if I have to go to Dale Jr.'s house and mow his lawn for two years straight, but or something like that. But I I I would love to be a part of that Xfinity race in some way. They got an '88 car. I'm sure they could run it. So uh, you, you know, to, we'll see. You have to do his laundry. It's not the lawn. It's it the lawn. Uh, sign me up. I'll do the laundry. I'll mow the lawn. I'll paint the house, whatever it is. I mean, I'll I'll change the air filters, you know, filter time. Here we go. <laughs> I, I'll I'll do it. <laughs> All right, boss. You hear that, Dale Jr.? I mean, I uh, already said during this show that I would cut off my pinky finger to drive for Shank. So like, I, I we brought we something else there. I was like, yeah. okay, you you don't want to drive that bad. Cutting off my pinky finger to drive for the Michael <laughs> Shank Racing Team again, Fire Shank Racing Team. That's what I would do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's this weekend's podium. Uh, real quick, before we get to Tom, I got a double birds. So if anybody oh, has, oh yes, any, yeah, I, I Will Power's Will Power, birds, Will Power, Will Power double birds. Uh, big Will Power double birds to eighty-seven degrees in October. What the <laughs> hell are we doing? This is driving me absolutely insane. I look forward all year to get to October, so it's like a nice crisp fifty-eight to sixty-three. Put on the hoodie. Breeze. Put on the hoodie. It's yep. eighty-seven degrees out. I'm sweating my ass off if I wear anything other than a. And top and shorts, 
It's driving me insane. I would, I mean, my eyes are huge, big old double bird to the 87 degrees in October. <laughs> However, I'm glad that I got that out of my system because looking at the forecast ahead, it, we're, we're going down the good October. Uh, it's going to be like 58 degrees on Saturday, and I cannot wait. So dude, I just, I haven't had a double birds in a while, and I found it appropriate to bring it out for that. I feel you because I, I was a man in Colombia that, it was so hot and humid. It was like 92 every day with like 99% humidity. Thanks. And I, I have never, like, I, I, I struggle with the heat in general. We know this. We've talked about this in the Indy cars. But, like, I had to sit and just, like, put ice on my face, like, the entire time. I could not survive. Like, I, for me, I was just, I was a dying body uh, and not a lot of AC in certain situations, not a lot of air movement. Uh, it was a it was a tough go. So uh, I am also ready for uh, some cooler temperatures. Just give me like seventy degrees for a little bit, maybe sixty five. Maybe uh, as we look at the forecast, you are right; it is a little chillier. But uh, man, I, I'm right there with you. It's almost time to just cool her down a hair. Yeah, time time to get the 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 AC blowing in uh, for Mother Nature. Absolutely. Uh, all right, Double Birds weekend podium in the books. Now let's talk to one of the newcomers in 2024. Very fun conversation uh, with Meyer Shanks, Tom Blomquist. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products like Venom heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen of the internet and the world, uh, we have a, a very talented guest this week, a very, very special guest this week. Um, he is an IndyCar driver. Uh, and at this time last year, we didn't know he was going to be an IndyCar driver. I don't know if Tom knew he was going to be an IndyCar driver. Uh, Tom Blomquist, I don't know if we were, are we, were we teammates this year? Technically, we drove for the same, we drove the same car, but I don't know if that means that we were actually teammates. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> We, we we shared we shared the same cockpit, right? I mean, exactly. That's about it. Um, man, yeah, dude, what a privilege to be on your show, man. <laughs> well, like, I, this all this all started after you saw Connor DeFilippi was my guest last week. You texted yeah, me, I was said, like, dude, when am I going to be on the show? I was like, <laughs> funny you asked. I didn't expect it to happen like a few days later. You know? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, this is the first time apart from you know sharing. You know, a bit of time together in uh, at MSR, and then way back in like 2011. You know, most of our time together has been uh, more on the uh, sociable side of things. Yes. Uh, so we've uh, had some great cool. social times. I, I yeah, for to give yeah. people, you know, we want to get you out into the IndyCar world. Obviously, you know, you. I, I don't think any of us expected, uh, you know, the the situation that you were in this year. Obviously, uh, and I mean, I didn't expect that either, right? Um, but I think as the year went on, everyone kind of new hey like maybe is tom gonna get that seat maybe but i'm gonna get to that later you were an open wheel guy from the start like like this you know we we know you now as big sports car legend guy right like that's you know a lot of great success there but you know when i first met you we were both trying to be formula one drivers right like we wanted to go that direction we we were in the gp3 series trying to be in the gp3 series but kind of tell people the path that you started or what your aim was at first i guess 
yeah, I mean, you know, like, like yourself and, um, I mean, yeah, my, my goal, I mean, my dream was, was clearly, you know, Formula One, right? Like every young aspiring racing driver, you know, growing up go-karting kind of, you know, that kind of goal is right. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, did, I started my go-karting, I did that in New Zealand. Like I wasn't even, um, you know, I am British, my father's Swedish, uh, but I grew up in New Zealand as a young kid. I was, I was living there from six till, uh, till I was 15. I did all my go-karting majority of my school. Um, but yeah, I came over to Europe in 2009. Uh, started, um, you know, I, I started nickling, you know, hassling my old man because, uh, you know, I don't know if many people know, but he was, he was in the sport. I kind of grew up around it. You know, he was a, a rally driver. Um, so Absolute my whole legend life, over been... in Europe. Like <laughs> if you say that name, you're like legendary guy right there. Yeah. So uh, I kind of grew up around it, right? Like it was inevitable that at some point I was going to get into the sport. But yeah, I, I was hassling him. You know, I was like, dad, I want to come over. I want to try and like, you know, do this racing thing. Um, and yeah, 2009, I moved to Europe. Um, I went and raced in a Formula Renault championship in Sweden. Like this, this thing had like 10 cars, you know, it was, it was low key. And funnily enough, my teammate for next year, Felix, uh, was there. So like I raced, no I raced against him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He won the championship. Actually, I finished third. That's hilarious. How life yeah. works out is hilarious. Dude, unreal. So like we've raced you know, together literally since my first year in car racing back, back in 2009. So it's, it's been pretty wild to come, kind of come back, uh, you know, be teammates. So, uh, yeah, we've, we've known each other for a long, long time. So that aside, um, yeah, 2009, my first year in car racing, I was 15, um, turning 16 end of that year. Went all right. Like I wasn't too bad. My dad was like, Hey, maybe this kid, you know, he's, he's half decent. Um, you know, let's see if we can round up, uh, you know, a bit of money um, to kind of like maybe progress this thing and, and move to the UK and try the Formula Renault UK. So the year after, I, I went and did the British Formula Renault Championship um, 2010. I managed to win that one. Um, and yeah, I was like, hey, man, this sport, nah, I got this thing covered, you know, <laughs> this is easy. There you go. I was like, super young, naive. Um, yeah, I won, won that series in my first year. Uh, and then it all kind of went, I would say, but kind of pear shake, not pear shake for me, but this whole, you know, dream of just, right, well, that was easy. Let's go Formula 3, crank that out, and boom, four, you know, four years, three years, I'll be in Formula 1. Happy days. <laughs> but uh didn't quite work out like that. Um, you know, I was obviously young. Um, also, like, a lot of people at the time, you know, because my dad was relatively successful back in his, his era, they just kind of assumed, like, you know, we had bucket, bucket loads of money to, to throw at the sport. And, and we simply did it, you know, it wasn't, you know, the times back in his time, it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like heyday, you know, the heydays of, of earning massive bucks. Well, people in, thought in that sport. about my dad too, right? Like my dad was Formula One exactly, driver. Oh yeah, know? he's got, he yeah. must have boats and bucket loads yeah. of cash. I'm like, yeah, that's hilarious. He drives a van. So we, like, like we and you yeah. kind of similar, <laughs> similar stories there. And um, yeah, I, I kind of just struggled to find funding for a couple of years. 2011, I raced in a, a German, Formula, uh, German Formula 3 championship. I had an accident like three quarters away through that year, broke my back. Uh, that sent me no back way. There. And then, yeah, wow. And I think when we when we tested together, Chelsea Levin, I think it was the end of Chelsea Levin, right? I was yes. kind of like coming back off this injury and just trying to scramble together, getting some tests. Was to that see that what, ADAC you know, series that a lot of a lot of drivers ended up in? Like, yes, exactly. 
I, I I was familiar. Like a lot of drivers ended up doing that that you wouldn't expect, and you're like, oh, that that's like a pretty competitive championship here yeah, and so there. Yeah, so there was there was an Adac, um, it wasn't Adac sponsored series, but the there was a small car that was like kind of known as the Adac Adac GT whatever yeah. it was Mark series. Um, I did the like Puma three, which actually Felix did it the year before I. Yeah. Um, so it was it was yeah, and it was just you know 2011, 12, 13 kind of like jumped around a bit. I mean, at one point I was on the McLaren Young Driver program. I was on 13, I was with Red Bull. Like, I was, man, I was jumping around. Right, I was all yeah. over the show. I was like really just scrambling to try and get some, you know, get everything together to try and like continue racing, right? And it wasn't until literally um, end of 2013 when I got, uh, you know, I was still in, in open wheels, Formula 3. Uh, I met um, the Galao family, Sean Galao. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Dude, I, I got invited to a surprise birthday party for that his the family was putting on for the son. Last man, I got the so to give everyone like, real quick, give everyone a yeah. background on Sean because I know Sean raced in in GP two. Uh, I don't. I think he just went straight to GP two. I don't know if he did world. Did he do World Series as we well? Did, yeah. So he yeah, F three. Um, I think two years of F three World Series and then a couple of years of VIF two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. GP two. But his family, I, I, is this right? KFC, there was like a lot of support behind there, right? Yeah, so they they, they basically have the sole franchise for you know KFC in Indonesia. So yes. um, you know their family kind of brought that to to the country and and have grown that. Um, and yeah, like you know at the time he was an Italian driver who did make it to Formula One, Antonio Giovinazzi. Yes, he was. Um, you know th those two were racing against me in Formula Three in 2013, and I'd never like interacted with them i was kind of on my own like you know i'd never really spoke to them anyway i got this invite and it was like man this is too good to be true this sounds so cool i'm <laughs> going to this like birthday party a thousand percent I, I, yeah yeah and, I, and we went i went and um yeah i mean I, I met the father basically for the first time properly uh i met sean um and yeah i just remember like the father started talking that he wanted to like you know sponsor one more car sort of thing to like create a team um you know we go to basic carlo which you drove for right yep yep you know one of the best teams in Formula three at the time um and i was kind of like wow this sounds too good to be true you know and he was he was just saying like out you know there's a few drivers there anyway this birthday party goes on you know a few days go later and, and he's getting more and more serious with me about you know wanting to you know basically saying like tom you know, we'd, we'd like you to kind of join our team for the next year. Um, you know, and, and the team, Carlin, would, you know, supporting that. Um, like basically, out of this, going to this birthday party that, you know, and, and I hadn't met Sean or the family before, really. You know, I ended up securing a, a drive for the following year with one of the awesome. best teams on the grid. And, uh, and well, yeah, I, I mean, mean, this is racing is such a hilarious. Like, I did not know this story, yeah. honestly. Yeah, it's, it's that a is, wild story. That is the most racing story ever because you just never know what's going to happen. I mean, that's you how I know. met like the Bidnile folks was my 30th birthday in Las Vegas. You know, what I mean, you just you <laughs> never exactly. know. That's incredible. Uh, you never know. And and I mean, I must admit, you know, what that family does so much for so many of so many drivers actually in, in the sport. Um, and you can't really take that, you know, away from them. So they. They, you know, they gave me this kind of almost a lifeline and um, in a way, obviously, you know, I did the job the next year and, and you know, finished second in the series. Uh, so that was a really, that was a big year as well. Like the guys who, you know, the first and third uh, in Formula One, one of them is, you know, multiple world champion, probably soon to be another, you know, win another championship. Um, 
you know, there's some huge names that year, you know, uh, like Ocon, Verstappen, you know, Felix was there, Jibana. Yeah. There was loads of us. Like, it was a sick year of F3. I just remember. It was so, so much fun. Um, and kind of off the back of that, I, you know, I had um, interest from, you know, some DTM manufacturers, uh, BMW uh, mainly. Um, yeah, I went and did a, basically a test for them. That went really well. And, and you know, next thing I know, I'm getting a kind of, my first sort of professional contract through and in, in at the end of 2014 to sign, you know, on to uh, 2015 and onwards. So my single seater journey kind of stopped in at the end of the 2014 season. But yeah, yeah, like, like most of us, man, our goal was, my goal was to go to F1 and, and to be fair to the, to Sean's family, um, you know, they, they wanted me to continue with them. Uh, you know, it was an uncertainty, right? Like I could have yeah. tried to keep chipping away at that dream. Um, you know, at the same time, I had this this deal in front of me to become a professional racing driver in the DTM, which yeah, you know, you're like pretty job. big, yeah, exactly. So, you know, I, I went down that route, and um, yeah, that was my last sort of foray into um, in single seaters, and now I'm yeah. back. But it's it feels like I remember the first time I jumped out of the single seater into the DTM after first. I was like, oh my god, I'm so lost. This is like what <laughs> I remember doing everything that I'm now not doing when I first when I jumped back into IndyCar. I'm like, you know, like I'm kind of like I'm learning all that stuff that I that I learned over the, you know all these years. So I'm getting used to these sorts of cars. So uh, pretty wild, and here I am. Yeah, I mean, a fascinating story. But again, it's it's one of those things that as as drivers, right? We we this is our our job, right? This is our profession. Like you want it to be, but but for many years growing up, it's you're not getting paid to do what you love to do, right? And you you like to do this job, but you, if 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 one route closes, you have to go where you can make a living and sustain life, like doing what you do, right? And and yeah. that's and it's something that you it might not have been ideal but in the end like we still love driving race cars right so you doing you figuring out your niche you're figuring out where like hey i'm gonna be the guy here like i'm gonna be making money here i'm gonna do what i love to do at a certain level and like and it worked out right you ended up this the bmw thing that you started ended up leading to your next relationship that leads to the next relationship and then in the end you're now at the top, like a top level open wheel racing series again. You know what I mean? You never know what where life can take you. No, exactly. I mean, God, I, I, you know, this time last year, I had no idea I'd be, you know, I, I think this time last no, this time last year, I hadn't even driven an Indy car ever. Yeah. Um, so like, yeah, it's just wild how things work. And I mean, you know, this whole thing kind of started with with what you know, I've kind of done for, for Mike and Jim and everyone at, you know, MSR, um, over the past, you know, 24 months sort of thing. Um, because yeah, this was only, a this was just started as a, a thought, right? As a, yeah, maybe. I, I, I want to get into that. So what, what, at what point did you, cause like, I, I would like, I would cut off my pinky finger to get to drive for Michael Shank racing again. And like Shank Meyer Shank, right? Like great operation. What, when when would when did that conversation start? Like, what was the first? Like, did you just look over at Mike and be like, "I mean, if there was an opening, you know, I wouldn't mind getting back in there." Like, how did that conversation start? Just to let people know, because obviously, you know, that he had Simon and Elio there, and and obviously, you know, two older drivers who have been experienced. But you know, at some point, there may be a change. But when did that conversation at least be like, "Hey, I don't know what the future is there, but but let me know if 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 there's maybe a chance." Yeah, I mean, so I joined um, 
it was actually about this time last uh, 2021 when I first I went over to test for my um, at Atlanta in, in a sports car. Uh, one thing led to another, and we we were like, yeah, this is you know we're gonna let's do this. Like we you know I signed up with him for the sports car program at that moment at that time. Like, I mean, obviously I I followed IndyCar since I was like a kid. You know, I grew up in New Zealand. Scott Dixon was a big hero. I remember watching Elio climb the fence. Man, I yeah. remember watching Elio's mtv cribs episode back in like god knows when that was like i used to love that show. i did not know MTV. that existed but yeah, i you can't gotta look. wait to find MTV. that on the internet you gotta oh. find that mtv cribs man <laughs> brilliant oh man. Oh, man i was like damn these guys own so long man that's such good life um <laughs> they earned way more anyway. money back in that day <laughs> yeah this house was sick um no anyway getting back to the point um yeah so it, it when i first started with them the beginning even the first half of 2021 like it wasn't really a, you know, I was following the team, um, you know, cl- you know, I was watching IndyCar like more closely just because of the relationship I had with the team. And I was like, man, I want to, yeah. I kind of said to him once, like, man, you got to give me, I want to have a go. And like, I think I just yeah. said like almost as a, not as a joke, like it was half joke, half serious. It was like, I need to, have, you need to give me a go in, in an IndyCar, in, in one of these cars. And, you know, IndyCar, they do have that, um, they have that like rookie the rookie driver yep the rookie driver yeah, test that you can kind of yeah exactly and he, he did say like well we, we do get this you know rookie day let's kind of see how you get on this year sort of thing it kind of went like that and obviously you know we start to have a really good year and and i think it was a little bit like he always wanted to reward me for that yeah of course at the same time as like hey he's done a great job here he did do this his whole chart like you know he grew up going you down this open wheel guy yep. yeah yeah it's not like it's a you know a foreign thing for him. Um, he's been successful in these sorts of types of cars. You know, okay, it was a, a while ago. Yeah, let's give it a shot. Maybe there is something that can lead to something. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. Uh, I, mean, I did that test, and um, the test went all right. You know, I mean, I was at Sebring, the short track. Obviously, yeah, I know that track. You know, quite well. Um, having driven sports cars so many times, um, and yeah, the test this went good, and I was I was like, man, this is cool. Like, I'd love to, you know give this a go I, I'd, I'd be serious about this so I was kind of like pushing them a little bit like yeah you know if you if there's ever a chance for me in this like yeah I'm ready I want to do it and then it just you know went into this year and kind of started the year well and it just kind of slowly went you know this led one thing just kind of led to another and said maybe there's you know maybe there's a possibility there and and it just kind of started to gather traction as the year went on and here I am <laughs> um, yeah so like you know, we knew it wasn't, you know, we didn't, you know, it's kind of a, it's the best way to put it is, you know, we didn't, we don't expect like fireworks straight away. Right. It was, um, you know, both of us are pretty realistic. Um, but you know, this is like this challenge, you know, in racing and, and life and, you know, oh, yeah. I've kind of been doing the similar thing for, for so long now. Like I feel like I'm in such a comfortable environment in my sports car. Um, this is like a new, whole new challenge, you know, it's like, man, it's, I'm pumped for it, you know. I'm, yeah, I'm freaking excited, and I'm I'm kind of. It feels like I'm starting from, you know, I'm starting from a place that I'm not, you know, have, you know, that might being, you know, where I am, sort of thing. So it's like having something to work for is is pretty exciting. Yeah, sorry about the emergency service. I think Ben, you got you must have got that too on your phone. I, 
Yeah, the entire, I think the entire oh, United God, American States, we were all supposed to get an emergency. No, the entire country was supposed to get a test message about some emergency system. So, oh, yeah. Now, now we, news, actually. we know that the government has that. access to our phones. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, uh, but getting back to that. So, I, so what, what has been the biggest, the, the toughest part, right? Because the IndyCar right now, as we both know, is is I would say, if not, if if it is not the most competitive racing series in the world, I'd like to know what it is. Certainly on the open wheel side, right? Formula One is a different world. You've got one team that wins, uh, except for Carlos Sainz. Great job, homie. He got out. He got. He broke the Red Bull streak. Oh, Love chilly. to see that. Yep. Uh, but you know, and and NASCAR is again a completely different world. That's very competitive on its own right, right? But but IndyCar, when it comes to the amount of teams, the amount of drivers, it's so competitive. So what what has been the most challenging thing so far, right? It, it's actually probably great that you got a couple races just to dabble, right? Hey, like I'm I'm gonna check it out. I already know that I've got a job, which is the most that's the ease, that's the best thing in the world, right? The best feeling in the world that hey, I've got a job next year. I'm gonna get a couple practice rounds in. So what has been the most challenging thing so far that you think, hey, for next year, this is where I'm going to start attacking, you know, to try to work on that? Yeah, I mean, dude, I, I totally agree. I think, you know, I have to experience it now. And I mean, it's, in my opinion, yeah, I think it's got to be, you know, Formula, you can't compare to Formula 1, right? Because of the cars, yeah. it's such a big delta. Like, it's just, it's not comparable. Um, but the level of drivers in the series with the teams, how close everyone, man, I think it's got to be up there. If not, it, you know, I tend to agree. I think Will Power said it a few times, but man, I tend to agree. Like it's, it, it's, it's ruthless. Like it's brutal. It's, you know, these guys, you know, and the experience, like the experience counts in the series as well, right? You see, still see these, you know, old legends, you know, put back sticks. I mean, the guy does it all the time, right? And yeah, you know, you got the young, you got the youth, you got the speed, you got the, you know, you got the, the old wise boxes. Like it's, it's just, it's full, it's stacked of talent. And, um, Man, it was hard. And I think for me, you know, the biggest thing is is just that my connection with the car at the moment, right? Like my feeling, um, you know, I've been so used to, you know, I keep talking about the, the way the, the prototypes and the cars with power steering react. You know, I'm used to driving super smooth, being yes. super precise. You know, the cars that I drive are very po- pointy. So like you have to be super slow. You almost like slow your, your reaction with the wheel down on purpose. Because I always, you know, the things too reactive. Whereas in IndyCar, it's the complete opposite. You know, I, I what I found myself, I've struggled more as the basically as the speeds come up, like the higher the speed corner, the slower I am with the car. So the slower I am with the wheel, getting the car positioned exactly how I wanted to position it. Just because I'm not used to putting in that aggressive sort of force on the wheel, and it's so and the physical so much, force too. Exactly. So the physical yeah. force that I feel through the car. I'm just not used to having that that feeling because at the moment it feels like I'm always at the moment I'm questioning myself about is this car going to stick? Is it going to snap? Is it? And because I'm I'm not used to that extra force, I feel like it's going to snap, and I don't I'm not ready to correct it because of hey. the how heavy everything is, right? And that like just from my Portland race to Laguna felt like a whole different like even just having that first race and in that week it was like man this is so much easier the second time around. I'm still not where I want to be, but I was like well this is so much more natural so there's so much more and and having done those right this is 
it's I mean it's a huge benefit for me know like mentally knowing what to expect what to prepare how to prepare my body and all these things going into next season so that's that's definitely helped um but yeah it was a bit of a shock to the system I have to say like to be honest I was hoping for a little bit more um but I felt like the trajectory was in the right the right way it's just um you know, I got to give give myself this time over the season, over the over the winter, to, you know, get in shape, get ready. Um, but man, I, I'm like, I'm pumped for the challenge because yeah, <laughs> I, I've read some, just, you know, just read some stuff online and stuff. It's it's fun to read that, but um, yeah, like it's 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 gonna be cool, it's gonna be cool, and hopefully we'll yeah we'll figure it out. So with what you just described there, Tom, um, are you more or less excited for the Indy 500 and all that goes with those speeds and those turns? Yeah, I did my um, I did my first uh, indie uh, oval test as well in Texas like a few, yeah. few weeks back. Uh, man, those first laps were. I texted you I after like, that too. I was like, "Hey, yo, let me know." <laughs> I was like, "Well, oh, this is so weird." Like, I man, I was like so tense. Like the first few laps, I don't think I felt anything on the car. I was just like focusing, like trying, you know, to be so precise on my hands. I was like, "Man, don't hit that white line." <laughs> Don't die, don't it's, die, don't yeah. die. Yeah. <laughs> but it's 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 amazing. I was like, dude, I'm doing like I mean in, in normal people's language, I was like averaging like two hundred and fifty clicks a lap speed, right? Like yeah. it's like what, two fifteen something mile an hour in your guys' language? And um <laughs> I didn't get used to that language. MPH like, instead of KPA. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Man, that's fast. But it's crazy how your your brain and your mind, everything just after a while just slows it down. And it's like I, I find that fascinating. Like that's that's cool to see how your body and your mind, everything just like evolves, um, and the speed become. I mean, it's fast. Don't get me wrong; it's like ridiculously fast. And I was on my own, right? So that's one thing. I mean, driving on your own is a, you know, if you got the race, you know, you got downforce on the car, and it's it's a whole different ball game to putting, you know, chucking me in the lines down with thirty other cars, right? So, it's a baby step. Uh, but man, I'm so excited for the five hundred and. Well, I've only watched it on TV. I've never been to one in my life. The first one I'm going to is the one I'm racing. So that's, I don't know if it's Love a that. good idea or a bad idea. Wow. <laughs> it, it's it's terrific. I, I honestly, I I have said this multiple times before, but I always say to people, like friends that I've made in racing, right? Like back in the day, the crew, you know, DaCosta, me, you, like Daniel App, like all those guys from back, Mitch Evans, like guys that we all hang with, dudes that are just, bros in the racing community that I would I honestly there's that group like remember that group that we hung out with in New York City at the Formula E race like that whole like that night I wish all of us could race like the Indy 500 together because it would just be such an like it's it's such an incredible experience to be a part of not only for the competition side but like the speed and just the event it's like I wish everyone had a chance to do it because of how much fun it is. And I'm and I'm glad you get to do that, right? The speed at Texas that you're doing, you're like, mm, add 20 miles an hour. Like, it, it's crazy that, like, do you think that it's crazy? Or you're like, hey, you know what? Let's just get out there and, and just get some laps in and get, and get it going. I mean, I think anyone in their right mind, you know, it is, this is, it is crazy, right? At the end of the yeah. day, we're racing <laughs> it like, like it's, it is crazy. Um, it's just, you know, once you've got that helmet on and, and oh, yeah. you know, you're just, you're in the race car, right? You're in your habit, natural habitat, let's say. And, um, but you know, I'm under no illusion. Like this whole oval super speedway game is, is a, it's, it's a whole new ball game for me. Like I, you know, all those kind of 
let's say that art of driving you pick up over years from starting from go-karting, right? That whole art from the moment you hit the brake pedal to the moment you get back on throttle, it's kind of gone. It's kind of changed completely, yeah. right? Like that whole way you manipulate the cars is gone. Like it's it's a whole different ballgame. And I think that was the biggest thing that stood out is, you know, how in tune you're going to have to be with your car and how well you feel the car and what you can kind of get away with in terms of like driving that setup in the right direction, right? And I think that's going to be something that I need to to understand, learn, and in the racecraft because the racecraft is, mm. is it's completely different to um to you know normal road racing or street racing. So yeah, it's it's going to take time. Like you know, you can't expect to just jump in that and that kind of racing and just be like on the money, right? So um hey, but like I said, I'm I'm really excited for that race. Dom, real quick, know you got to go. Uh, with you being full time in IndyCar next year, uh, want to know what is one track that you are uh, really looking forward to besides the Indy 500? What's one track that you can't wait to get to that you haven't been to yet? Um, it's a good question, actually. I think there's less. I'm less excited about the tracks as I am like checking out some of these like like Nashville. You know, I've heard so many good things about Nashville oh, yeah. the event. Fun time. Um, yeah, that that I'm really excited for. Uh, St. Pete, I've heard that one's pretty cool. I've never been there. Uh, so I don't think... I don't even know what tracks... I'm, to be honest, I've almost raced at all of them now. Um, so there Yeah, because, you know, IMSA does Long Beach, so you've, you've done the Long Beach race. You've yeah, done I Detroit, like but the new Detroit is a little bit different. So there's yeah, that. So I haven't... Yeah, I haven't done... You know, I think... There's only a like handful of street and road courses that I haven't been to. You know, St. Pete, Detroit, the Nashville, but it's going to be new for basically for everyone. I can't even remember what other ones, but there isn't many. Um, so I like so the tracks. I'm not like I'd, I'd love to give this track a go. Um, I think I've done some. You know, I've been very fortunate to do some of the most amazing. Yeah, you know, I've raced literally from the Nurburgring 20 Browse to Macau to, and I feel like I've done you know some of the best. I think I've done all the best tracks in the world. So. Apart from the obviously Indy 500, but um, you know, I'm just excited to go to some of these you know cities and these events that I've I've just not done before. I think that's going to be the that's what I'm kind of looking forward to most. Well, Thanks. I I yeah. honestly I sure. I could keep talking to you because there, there's still so many things that yeah. I that I like even from back in the day like some of those guys that we all raced against. You know, so many of us were were lucky enough to you know end up make like we all have jobs racing cars right but i think it just goes to show that era that we kind of grew up in was such a strong era of, of of young drivers and it's really cool to see you get this chance uh with an incredible team those guys there you know garrett and, and that whole organization i have more respect for that group of people than i think i've got for for you know most people that i've i've worked with in racing i've worked with a lot of great people but that group is just a great group so i'm pumped for you and uh and it's gonna be you're gonna have a great time like i i think either way you're gonna have a great time experiencing this so we appreciate you coming on this show to uh you know to to give us a little bit more of, of that info yeah i mean i also have to reiterate that quite well i mean you know my gym they've built such a like fantastic you know organization there and you know, they've kind of took me under their wing you know since you know what i like about them is right like i've you know, we've worked hard together. We've got good results. Like they feel like, you know, I've delivered for them and they're kind of trying to deliver for me in terms of like, you know, they gave me Which this is opportunity, awesome. right? 
that's and a dream like, situation for a driver, right? We bust our you know, butts, and it's like, hey, exactly. this is what we what we you what know. We I can't be more great. Yeah, and I can't be more grateful for you know what they've you know we've kind of done together, and also hopefully what we can you know there's still hopefully things we can achieve and on down this you know route. But yeah, you know what a good bunch of dudes, and yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for, for the year, and you know having Felix on board. You know, at least it's gonna be good fun for Great sure. Guy. Yeah, um, we get on really well. So, uh, yeah, it's it's gonna be cool. Awesome. I hope to see you around, man. I hope to see you back in that paddock as well. <laughs> well, I don't know if I have much of a chance at that, but I'll definitely do that one big race in May. So <laughs> we'll see what happens. Boom. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, man. We appreciate it, and uh, and have a great winter of of whatever you're gonna do. Probably some great things. <laughs> yeah. Dude, thanks so much. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks, Tom. It's a shame we could have chat for longer because yeah, we hey. yeah we got some good stories. Eh? We'll get we'll get you around too. We'll uh, you know, off season's a long time. If you got another you know opportunity, we'll exactly, get it lined exactly, up. Exactly, exactly. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Well, we appreciate Tom's time there. I I, I honestly wish we could have got more. Um, I, I think he should definitely come back for another interview. There's a lot to talk about. Great, great talker, though. Love to hear the story of um, of, of kind of where he started and a lot of the things that he started talking about, I remember so vividly as soon as he said it, because this was an era where we were all young drivers, all trying to make it, and everyone had a bit of a different route to get there. Um, but yeah, we tested on the same team, uh, GP3, I believe, at the end of the year for Carlin uh, or or at the beginning of the year for ART whenever I was driving for them. Um, so I've known him for a long time. Uh, as we mentioned just briefly, we had an incredible weekend uh, at Formula E, uh, in Brooklyn, uh, just a couple years ago, like, like, like freshly coming out of COVID. Uh, and, uh, and it was great to see all the homies from, uh, from, from the European racing days. Uh, cause a lot of our friends ended up in Formula E. So, uh, it was cool to hang out with those guys, but yeah, great dude. And I'm excited to see what he can do with that, uh, with the MSR team. No doubt. Yeah. Uh, seemed like a great guy. Always fun to get to know new people, um, uh, that come in, uh, to the IndyCar series. Uh, so looking forward to having a chance to talk more and more with him uh, once we turn the calendar year for sure. All right, uh, let's do it. Let's get to our Ricky Treadway Random Indy 500 Driver of the Week, shall we? Yes, absolutely. The Ricky Treadway Random Indy 500 Driver of the Week. This week comes from the 1951 Indianapolis 500. 1951 Indianapolis 500. Uh, won by Lee Wallard. Now, Lee Wallard is someone that we probably could have been a random Indy 500 driver of the week before because I don't remember that name at all. Uh, so Lee Wallard uh, won the race, but our random Indy 500 driver of the week was the 11th place finisher. The 11th place finisher in car number 69. Interesting. Gene Force. So Gene Force in the number 69 machine uh, you definitely know he partied back in the day. Uh, Gene name. Force, um, Eugene Robert Force, uh, American race car driver, New Madison, Ohio, uh, died in Brooklyn, Michigan, as a result of a heart attack uh, at Michigan International Speedway. That's very sad. Uh, R.I.P. Um, but uh, you know, 
USAC guy for a long time. Uh, the McKay Special, number 37 car that Forrest drove in the 1960 Indianapolis 500, was a 1959 Curtis Craft 500J, owned and entered by Roy McKay of Dayton, Ohio. Uh, interesting. So he, this is, I mentioned the 1960. 1951 was his first Indy 500, car number 69, finished 11th. And he didn't do the Indy 500 again until 1960. So quite a, quite a spread there, I would say. Yeah. A little, little bit of a gap. He had the edge, and he wanted to come back, you know? Yeah. Huh. But uh, finish 11th, yeah, Gene Force. Eugene Robert Gene Force. Wait, I wonder dude's... if he's rated or if he's related to John Force. I, I, I would love to know that. Oh. I, I would have thought that would have been in here, but I don't know. I feel like if not, then maybe. Someone let us know. But dude sounds like he should have been in Top Gun with a name yeah. like Gene Force. Gene Force is a sweet name. Uh, absolutely is. All right. Two goes at it. Best finish 11th. The other finish 28th. Retired because of oil pressure and brakes. That's Gene Force this week's Ricky Treadway Random Indy 500 Driver of the Week. Thank you very much, Connor. All right. Um, like I said at the top, another stacked show for you in the offseason. Connor's going to be heading to the Roll Bowl. Going to be cheering him on. Uh, hoping it stays dry and uh, seeing him get into the show on Saturday, right? Saturday? Yes, big, Saturday. One-day event. So practice, qualify, and race all on the same day. 3 o'clock uh, Eastern uh, on uh, on Saturday. There we go. All right. Uh, uh, there you have it. Looking forward to that. Uh, for Ben Walton, Connor Daly, I'm Joey Molinero. Uh, once again, for Dirty Mo Media, saying we will talk to you next week on Speed Street. A new episode of Next Level with Andrew Curland is out now. Be sure to follow wherever you listen to podcasts and never miss another Next Level conversation. Big Check out Dirty Mo Media on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Coming, Dirty Mo. You're going to do it. You're going to win it. You're going to win it. You're going to win it.